Guess who's back? Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of will come and it'll go. The government knows, so don't get treated like a hoe. President Biden is warning that COVID cases will go up before they come down. The comment comes as the U.S. marks an important milestone. 50% of Americans are now fully vaccinated against COVID. That's according to the White House. 50% of you have failed a basic IQ test. That's according to Liberty Lockdown. At the same time, we're grappling with the reality that increasingly people may get infected or even reinfected, even though they've been vaccinated. A vaccine is a biological preparation that provides active acquired immunity to a particular infectious disease. It is to produce immunity against a disease or to inoculate. So how is it that you are still able to get the disease if you are inoculated against it? Is it a vaccine? To get a better understanding of what's going on here, I spoke with Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases. I started by asking him what he's most concerned about, the Delta variant or the other variants coming next. I'm concerned about the Delta variant because, as you well know, this is now the dominant variant. 93% of the isolates in the United States are Delta. Delta? Doctor, Delta? Come on, bud. First off, they aren't testing. They don't know. They aren't actually isolating and testing to see if you are diagnosed with Delta variant. So the 93% is a lie. We have 93 million people who are eligible to be vaccinated who have not gotten vaccinated yet. 93 million badass motherfuckers that don't fall for propaganda. God bless you. You fucking make me believe in America again. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, and he also failed to mention that only 25% of African-Americans have been vaccinated. Uh, interesting. Maybe they uh, actually know not to trust the government. We hope, we really do hope that we will get the majority, if not the majority, the overwhelming majority of those people vaccinated. What he means by we really do hope is he really hopes that they mandate it. That's where he's going with this. Don't get it twisted. I'll make it more explicit in a minute. If you look at the numbers and the slope of the inflection curve of new cases per day, it clearly has taken a very bad turn. Remember a couple of months ago when we came down from that high slope we were on, we were down to around 10 to 15,000 infections per day on a seven-day average. We are now up to 70,000 plus and yeah. Yesterday and the day before, we had over 100,000 infections. Interestingly, these are very much concentrated in certain areas with low vaccination rate. I want you to ask yourself, why in God's name would that be interesting? If you believe that the vaccine is efficacious, that it works, why would it be interesting that you have more cases where less people are vaccinated? Wouldn't that be the logical conclusion? So is he just being coy or is he hinting at something else? I think it might be the latter. And interestingly, also, two states, Texas and Florida, are accounting for a very disproportionately high proportion, something like 40 percent of the infections. Florida is leading the charge on that with about 20 plus percent of the infections occurring in right. just one out of the 50 states. 
So this is a an outbreak, an unfortunate outbreak, predominantly, heavily predominantly among the unvaccinated. Well, unfortunately, we can't know that now, can we, Dr. Fauci, given that you have already admitted that once you are vaccinated, you can still contract the disease. So just because you're not going to the hospital doesn't mean that you aren't getting it again. So your your figures are nonsense. They're garbage. They're fictional. And to paint this as an issue that is exclusive to the unvaccinated is a lie. So the delta that we're dealing with now troubles me for the reasons I just mentioned. The second part of your question is also important. As long as you have virus freely circulating in society the way it's doing now with 100,000 cases a day, you give ample opportunity to the virus to continue to mutate. And it is conceivable, I hope not, but it is conceivable that that could mutate into a variant that's even more problematic than the Delta variant. Well, there's a French virologist named Dr. Luc Montagnier who says that, well, it could actually be a product of the vaccines. Now, I'm not going to say that that's absolutely a fact. I don't know it for sure. But according to him, it is clear that the new variants are created by antibody-mediated selection due to the vaccination. And given that even once you're vaccinated, you can still get the, the virus and transmit it, it does make logical sense that there's the potential that you are actually a carrier that is allowing for mutations to propagate. So I'm concerned on two fronts, on what's going on now and what could conceivably happen if we don't get control of this virus. One thing that I want to talk about is vaccine hesitancy, and one of the contributing factors to that is the lack of FDA approval. Is there anything that could be done to speed that up? That's a great, and uh, it it wins the prize for the most asked question. Do I get a gold star, Dr. Fauci? This is fucking modern-day journalism right here, folks. Uh, So here's the situation we're faced with. The FDA is an independent agency. In order to maintain the credibility when they say something, that it is now safe and effective, finally in the final approval, as opposed to an EUA, that you want to make sure you don't do anything that in fact or in appearance looks like you're influencing that decision. Right. And that's the reason why you never hear public health officials, including myself, trying to get ahead of the FDA. The only thing we can say is, A, we don't know when that's going to happen. B, they have said they have all hands on deck to get this done as quickly as possible. And then I can give you my personal hope. Not my prediction, right? but my hope that this happens in the next few weeks before we come to the end of August. Oh, is it just a hope? It's just a hope. It's not a prediction. It's just a hope. Well, we've got Andy Slavitt, former advisor for COVID response, White House senior advisor, who said on Twitter just this morning, if people who go out and buy fake vaccine cards get COVID, do they expect someone to put them on a real ventilator? To which Carolina Humanity First says, we need a way to track vaccination that isn't on a little handwritten paper card. Something that's very hard to falsify. You have ideas, contacts, resources, I bet. Make it happen, Andy. Fucking loser. Andy responds, hold on for three and a half weeks and you will see. Now, does that sound like Dr. Fauci is just hoping? Because you're absolutely correct. 
even though the data that we have within the context of the EUA is overwhelmingly confirmatory that this that these vaccines plural that these vaccines are highly effective and quite safe oh you notice that you notice that little shift quite safe not completely safe not totally safe not 100% safe quite safe shit's changing nonetheless the terminology of emergency use authorization has some people maintain their hesitancy and when you hear that it is now finally approved, which inevitably it's going to be finally approved. Inevitably? Dr. Fauci, I thought these weren't predictions. How can you possibly know that? How can he possibly know that it will finally get FDA approval? He cannot, unless it's rigged, which it might be. Then people might feel more confident in getting it. And even more importantly, enterprises and organizations will feel much more comfortable and empowered to locally mandate vaccines. All you have to do is listen and they'll tell you the truth. That's all you got to do. You got to listen and they will tell you the secrets. That's the plan. It's going to be FDA approved at the end of August, maybe early September, and then they're going to push businesses that are connected to the government, that have government contracts, etc., to mandate it for employees and potentially customers scumbags. Would you advise corporate businesses to institute a vaccine mandate? And if they don't, should they at minimum have a mask mandate in the counties with high transmission? Operation Mockingbird in full effect. What kind of quizzling bitch asks such a fucking leading question like that in this situation? Why would you ask that? Think about it. This is scripted. She was given that question to ask him. That is a leading question towards totalitarianism. Any reporter wouldn't ask that naturally. Well, there's no secret that I feel that we should not have central mandates from the federal government. But given the fact that we are in somewhat of a very difficult situation with the accelerating cases, I would encourage private enterprises to seriously consider the idea of mandating vaccination in the enterprise for which they are responsible, whether that's a university or a place of business. This is why every good libertarian has been screaming fascism as loud as they possibly can as of late, because the government has decided that they can get away with totalitarian dictatorship as long as it is funneled through, quote unquote, private businesses. He says it right there explicitly. I would highly encourage them Hint, hint, wink, wink. Your contracts are dependent on doing what we tell you to do. Do it. I am one to say you've reached the point now that this is a public health issue of a great deal of seriousness. So we need to do whatever we can. I know people don't like mandates for them to do things that they feel encroach upon their individual liberty. But in fact, when you are in a public health crisis, sometimes you've got to look out for the good of the community, as well as your own personal libertarian views. Uh, Yeah, I I do think that you are encroaching on my own personal liberty, and I will exclusively be looking out for my own personal libertarian views, given that no one else in the government will do so. These people are dictators. They are treating us like children at best, slaves at worst. Push back. Civil disobedience. No. The answer is no. Don't allow for it. Divest from the companies that do this to us.
Do not buy their products and sure as hell don't own their stocks. You need to break them. I said this on the war cry two months ago. I warned you guys, this is what's coming. Everyone laughed. I'm not laughing anymore. You have to take this very, very seriously. This is exactly what they intend to do. This man is at the helm. He is at the helm despite all of his failings, despite the fact that he failed to push back and fight against the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, despite the fact that he's responsible for the funding of gain-of-function research in Wuhan laboratory. That's a fact. That's a fact. Do you want this guy with such an incredible conflict of interest still at the helm, still in charge of deciding the trajectory of how we address this issue? No. Any reasonable government would have fired his ass the minute it was disclosed that he had been responsible for greenlighting the funding of the gain-of-function research, which almost certainly led to the COVID virus in the first place. Even if you don't buy that, he's still responsible for the failed plan to address this, to diminish cases, to save lives. He has failed on every account, even from the most blue-pilled vantage point that he has nothing to do with the creation of the virus itself. He is also responsible for the guidelines, for mask mandates, for not wearing a mask, for the shit that didn't work from the beginning. We have all of these cases despite the fact that he has gotten his way. We've done everything he's asked of us. We've locked down. We've masked up. We've tortured our children. We've tortured our kids to, into killing themselves. We have a huge uptake in liver failure. Huge. We have a huge uptake or uptick in untreated cancers and cancer diagnoses. It's evil. We've done what he's asked, and he has failed. This man has no right to power. None. He's evil. This banger-ass episode is brought to you by our friends over at crash.co forward slash daily. That's the daily job hunt newsletter I've been telling you about. If you are in the position of losing your job because you refuse to take the vaccine, there has never been a better time to find a, a job. There is such a shortage because of all of the MMT and the money that people are getting. There's no excuse, really. I mean, unless you're in an industry where it's going to be every single position, you have no choice, which in that case, I get it. But if you're in a position where you can transition to a different job that doesn't have a vaccine mandate, you have the best opportunity in your life to go get the job of your dreams. Do not wait. Go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up for the daily job hunt. All it is is a daily newsletter that hits your inbox every morning, gives you some information on how to be that applicant that'll get that job. And let me tell you, get a lot of people that listen to this show that have already done it and they are getting their, those jobs, those jobs of their dreams. And that's what I want. I want everybody listening to this. If you are in a dead end job, go out and get that job of your dreams. It's not too late. This is the best opportunity you could ever have for it. Again, crash.co forward slash daily. So there you have it. The blueprint has been laid in front of you. You know exactly what they intend. They intend to roll out FDA approval end of August, early September, and then roll out vaccine mandates from employers and probably local municipalities and you know anything that's government ran. So federal employees, you're fucked. Military, you're fucked. Uh, college students, you're fucked. Unless you push back. And you can do that. You don't have to go to that university. If they make this a requirement, band together with student unions and come out in fierce opposition. This is your chance. This is this is it. This is your last chance before you exist for the rest of your life in a 
medical dictatorship. Because that's what it is. Make no mistake about it. If you think this is the end, if you think this is where they go, oh, well, you know, we got everybody to take the vaccine and now we're going to let everybody go back to having their liberal freedom. No, they're not going to do that. Why would they? When does the government give back their power ever without us taking it back? That's what this show is here for. This is why I do what I do. This is my purpose on this planet is to inspire you, to inspire the few free thinkers that are left in this country. That's who you are. The people that listen to this show on a regular basis are genuine, free-thinking freedom fighters, and I love each and every one of you, and I know, I know that you feel me on this. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Last chance. I don't want this war to go hot. And make no mistake, they have declared war against freedom-loving people in this country, so much so that they're labeling us terrorists if we disagree with their fucking dictates. So it gets real serious real fast. If we don't make peaceful protest in a fierce way, then you can expect violent protest in the not-so-distant future. And I don't want that. I don't. But you know what I want even less? To live in a medical dictatorship. A fascistic, nightmare, dystopic hellscape. Because that's what we've existed in the past two years, and I don't want that for the remainder of my life. I've said it before. I will leave this country before I allow myself to be treated like that for the rest of my life. Will not happen. Will not happen. So I know that you guys feel the same way. We can win this. We have already pushed back on the vaccine mandates two or three months ago when I did the War Cry episode, and they shut the fuck up about it. You know why? Because they felt it. They felt the ferocity. They felt how fucking serious we were. That we weren't going to allow them to continue to treat us like slaves because we aren't. Because we're free men. Because we have fucking blood that has been spilled on the ground across this globe. If you want to get all weird and jingoistic about it. For freedom. Now, I'm not saying those wars were for freedom, because they weren't. Let's be honest. But many of the men that went over and did that, they did it with the misguided belief that they were doing it for freedom. Take that same spirit and take it to your own fucking government. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. In other words, you do what the fuck we say or you're gone. That's what the Declaration of Independence is actually saying in a much more crass way. If you want to frame it like that. You do what the fuck we say. You stop fucking with my pursuit of happiness. Okay? You stop. And you know why you do it? Because ultimately... We have the power. We outnumber you bitches, and we're armed to the teeth. That's the truth. I'm not going to hide from it. That's what the Second Amendment is there for. It has nothing to do with hunting. It has everything to do with defending your liberty. And if there has ever been a time in my life, in my now 39 years on this planet, that I have had more infringements on my rights, on my path towards pursuing happiness, I can't think of a better example than 2020 into 2021. You have pushed me as far as I am willing to go, and you will push me no further. This is the end of the road. We fight back now, or we basically fight back when you have no chance of winning without violence. So, fight ferociously. Go to your PTA meetings. If you have a school board that is coming out and saying they're going to implement mask mandates again for your children, despite all scientific evidence that they are not at risk, you show up in droves. 
It happened just yesterday in Tennessee. Hundreds of parents showed up flipping out. It's been happening for months now because they know that as the new school semester opens up in a matter of weeks, that many of the cucked lefties that run these fucking indoctrination centers are going to try with everything they have to implement mask mandates. The next generation depends on your courage in this moment. Do not fail them. Take risks. Trust me, it'll never be any easier than it is today. I've received DMs and emails from dozens of you saying that your job is in jeopardy if you don't get the vaccine or if you don't demonstrate that you've taken it. Even for some of you have already taken the vaccine. And for the record, despite the fact that I'm shitting on the vaccine mandate, I'm casting aspersions that, at those that have gotten the vaccine. If you have an underlying health condition, I understand, okay? I get it. Do what you think is best for you. I want you to do it without coercion, though. I want you to do it from your own volition, from your own heart. How any decision, how any personal medical decision should be made. Like, if you have cancer... You're not allowed to mandate someone get chemotherapy. They're allowed to die. You're allowed to die too. You're allowed to do whatever you want. That is what medical freedom is all about. And that is what I'm fighting for. I'm not an anti-vax person. I think that many vaxes in the past have been tremendously helpful and beneficial to humanity. This is different. This is a completely new technology and you should have the right to say no. And better yet, you should have the right to not say anything. You don't have to tell anybody anything. If you want to get it, if you don't, if you already did, if you only got one, if you got two, if you're getting three, if you're getting the boosters, if you're wearing a mask, if you're not wearing a mask, I don't give a shit, okay? This is about personal decision-making, about being an autonomous human being on this planet. That's what this is about. That's what this fight is about. They think that they own you. The answer to that is fuck you. You don't own me. You don't own us. We are not to be owned. We aren't your property. We own ourselves. It's a fundamental principle. That principle will not die while I am here. If they roll out green cards or vax passes or anything like that, I want you to duplicate what they did in Italy. I want you to take those passes to the center of your city, and I want you to group up with people and burn them on the courthouse steps. That's the signal that you send. Even if you've got the vaccine, that's the beautiful thing about it. That's what they did in Italy. People that had gotten the vaccine still took those fucking pieces of paper and they lit them on fire in front of political buildings, letting them know, we don't do green passes here. We don't do papers, please. This isn't Nazi Germany. We don't do that shit. Even cucked-ass Italy did it. Can we show the same strength? Are we still that shining monument on the hill? Is there anything exceptional about us? Is there a reason that we have dominated the global economy? That we have been responsible for so much innovation, so much incredible artwork, so productive. I think there is a reason, and I think that reason is you. I think that the reason that we are special is because we function as independent, autonomous people pursuing our own best interest. And what happens when you do that in mass is you create a better outcome than you could possibly ever create via collectivism. That's what makes this country special. That is what I fucking fight for, and that's what I will continue to fight for until I die. If you love playing fantasy football but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research, the guys at Football Insider Edge have you covered. Whether you are a season-long player focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests or just like to make the occasional wager each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. Are you sick of getting last place? Me too. 
With their proprietary model, matchup charts, and industry award-winning content, the team at Football Insider Edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers, helping them improve their play, and in a few special moments, winning life-changing money. They are proud of the community they've built through weekly interaction on their Slack channel and take great pride in helping others to achieve their goal of becoming better fantasy players. As supporters of the show and of the Liberty Movement as a whole, they are currently offering a 20% discount on any monthly or full season plan on their website. Just go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code LIBERTY at checkout to take advantage of the discount they offer today. Again, go to footballinsideredge.com and enter code LIBERTY at checkout. The founder of this company, I met. He's a great guy. Also, he's one of our people. That's all I'll say about it. I don't want to give too much information, but uh, if you are into fantasy football and you want to send your money towards a company that is founded by people like us, which I think you should, because we need to look after each other. Go to footballinsideredge.com and sign up with code LIBERTY. For those wondering where I've been for the past month, I apologize for not getting an episode out. I was on the road. I drove completely across the country. I left San Diego, went through, God, where did it start? I had a bachelor party in Arizona at uh, Lake Havasu, which was a blast. Then drove through Nevada, met up uh, for lunch with a listener, and then went to, oh God, through Utah, picked up Reed Coverdale. We drove over to the Grand Tetons and then through Yellowstone and then Reed almost died in a car crash right in front of me, and it was horrific. Uh, he was okay, thank goodness. He's a great guy, by the way. Extraordinarily based. Like, dangerously based, Reed Coverdale. <laughs> what a great guy. We're, like, legit friends now, so happy to know him. He's he's awesome. Um, make sure you check out his show, The Naturalist Capitalist, on YouTube. He's I've been on there a few times. He's He's got banger programs. And then uh, we went to Freedom Fest. Freedom Fest was insane. I had the time of my life. I met uh, just a short list. Maj Ture, the legend who's been on my show. Larry Sharp, the legend who's been on my show. Eliza Blue. Reed, obviously. Dave Smith, who's been on. Dr. Drew, who I am working on scheduling. He is... We had two-hour cocktail dinner, Eliza and I. Um, I think Reed was there, too, with uh, Dr. Drew's wife. It was a blast. Uh, Ion Hersi Ali, Michael Shermer, Dave Rubin, Yaron Brook. I met all of them. All very kind people, all very humble and and uh, open and willing to talk to us, and it was just really cool. Uh, many of the people knew who I was, which blew my mind. A uh, very cool experience was going to Dave's comedy show on Friday night. Dave was the host of Freedom Fest, by the way, so he uh, he was pretty busy most of the time. But the first night I was there, Reed, myself, and Dave had a dinner, just the three of us, for like two hours, and it was everything I could have hoped for. It was just so so good to get to know him. He's He's very genuine. Uh, anybody's, you know, any of these preconceived notions about him or, or uh, aspersions that have been cast, calling him negative names, like some of some of which have happened on my show on episode 100, I completely disagree with. Especially having now met him in person, um, you know, I think that my assessment of who he was after listening to him talk for five years on his show and then becoming friends through the internet over the past year and now meeting him, I can confirm like Dave's the real deal. Dave's a great guy, um, super talkative, super brilliant, interesting as all hell, funny as shit, just a great guy. Love him, love him. Um, and then from there, I drove through, I think, Iowa and Oklahoma and ended up in Fort Worth, hung out with our Childerberg folks, uh, met up with Car Campit from TLE. 
He's awesome. Every, I mean, everyone I met was just so fucking cool. Just amazing. Then I ended up going over to Austin, uh, hanging out with Scott Horton. He took uh, myself and S.A. Lawless, who's a lovely young lady, uh, out on a boat. And we got to, you know, go check out the town. And she and I went out and watched a comedy show that night. It's just, pff, what a life. Incredible. And from there, I drove over, had lunch with uh, the lovely Maggie Anders in Louisiana. She is just a doll and so sweet and so smart. And I think she's going places for sure. Um, and then we ended up going to, uh, I just sh- I shot out a te- uh, tweet saying, hey, I'm doing the cross-country trip. I hear about this YAL Revolution convention that's going on. You know, holler at your boy if you want me. And sure enough, I woke up in the morning. I had three DMs from different people that work for Yell. The great Eric Brakey hooked it up, and uh, I ended up getting a pass. So I ended up going there for three days at Revolution. I met the homie Unironic Ancap, Nick Ashley, CK, Olivia Rondeau, who's based goddess, uh, Zuby, who he and I have been mutuals on Twitter for a while. Just an awesome guy in person. Like, really, yeah, again, like, no one, I didn't meet anyone that was anything other than I expected. Like, whatever, and I think that's that's cool because what it's telling me is that the people that are getting popularity are very authentic. They're they're presenting themselves in an authentic fashion. So when you meet them in person and you're you're like, oh, yet this you're exactly who I expected. Like that's that's a really cool feeling. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Eliza Blue turned Freedom Fest out for us. She just the part the party never stopped when that girl's around. So shout out to Eliza. She's amazing. Um, she's also been on here. She was on with me just a couple weeks ago or a month ago with uh, Thaddeus Russell, which was a barn burner. Um, who else? Uh, Hannah Cox. Uh, I met at both events. Uh, same with Jess Mears. They're both uh, awesome ladies. Uh, Liam McCollum, who I didn't know, but uh, we got to be friends really fast. We had a blast. Miss Sarah Liberty Thought, the legend. And uh, Glenn Kane Jacobs was, uh, I got to meet him at the VIP dinner. Thank you to Olivia for hooking the brother up with that. Um, got to talk to, God, so many, so many people. It's crazy. Uh, Shelly Luther, the uh, the hairstylist that got arrested for keeping her her salon open in Texas back during last summer. I talked to her for like 30 minutes. She'll be coming on the show. She's awesome. Uh, huge fan. And then last but certainly not least and maybe most important, I got to see the great Ron, Paul, and Tom Woods speak in person. And man, that I can't tell you for, for someone who really like found their passion for this movement with the Ron Paul moment, uh, it was tremendously gratifying. And, and especially since he's getting up there in years and I had never seen him talk in person, I was like, oh man, that was such a, such a massive bucket list item. And, uh, at Yale Revolution, uh, YAL is uh, Young Americans for Liberty and there are, um, about a thousand students that were there. So college students and then probably 500 older attendees like myself and, uh, and presenters and speakers and things like that. So uh, I would highly recommend both of those events. I, I like, I'm completely addicted to these Liberty, <laughs> Liberty conventions. Now, uh, it's, it's just so good to meet the people in person. It really inspires you. It gets you fired up. Uh, it's great for networking and just fills your heart not to be too sappy about it, but it really, it really gave me a lot of hope. It made me feel much more optimistic about our future, that there are so many young, passionate, powerful people, brilliant people, I might add, that are going to do just incredible things. And I can't wait to see what comes of this movement. I think that this is our, this is our moment. 
This is our big opportunity to leave a mark. Um, you know, Ron paved the way. Dave has kind of been the uh, heir apparent. And I think that we are all, you know, the children of that movement. And I think that eventually we'll have to become the adults of it. And I think we're doing that right now. So uh, I really want to thank everybody that stuck with me despite not putting out uh, an episode for about three weeks. I, I've got probably 50 emails and DMs and Instagram DMs and, uh, you know, people saying, hey, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Where are the episodes at? And, uh, you know, I, I really, it's just touching, to be honest, because that tells me that you're not just a su- subscriber to my show, you're a real fan, you know, because that means that you're noticing. You're noticing that I'm not putting out content. So that's that's incredible. It really uh, fired me up to do this episode today, and I will be doing many more episodes. I will be in San Diego for the next three weeks, and uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep firing them up. Tonight, I will be on Tower, pa- uh, Tower Gang to talk to Shoe on Head, who is a huge U- YouTube star, and that shit is going to be hilarious, I'm sure, so check that out. And I really want to thank you guys for leaving all these five-star reviews. It keeps me motivated, keeps me fired up, and you get a shout-out. So we got Envy Akdak says, one of my go-to podcasts. Liberty Lockdown is one of my sources of critical thinking, great guests, and topics. Thank you so much. And we got five stars. Ty Cobb 25 says, so far, so good. Got turned on to this podcast after listening to uh, Macroaggressions. Great show, by the way. It's been well worth my time. I'm glad to hear someone speaking about the principles of liberty without pretending like it's something a government can deliver. This show feels like a wake-up call for people who are tired of watching their values slip into oblivion. I'm glad to know others still care. Keep up the good work, and thank you for not trying to filter everything you say for the court of public opinion. You know I won't. Uh, We need to hear strong voices now. I should also say that your recent dialogue, Converting a Young Mind, was exceptional. Not sure I've ever heard someone make complex issues so easily digestible and without a hint of judgment anywhere in your explanations. It demonstrated high-level respect for your guest to give him information, let him process it, and draw his own conclusions. It was just a bonus that he came down on the side of liberty, and we're glad to have him. I agree. That was my buddy Nathan, and he is a brilliant brilliant guy, and I'm just grateful that he was willing to have that conversation. Then we got a one-star review from someone who says, You suck my balls. Says, Pedo apologist should have just stayed away from the whole age of consent conversation. Lost my subscription. Hey, bud, I don't give a fuck. Okay? I don't give a fuck because I have hard conversations and that's what people come to this show for. So if you can't handle it, this show wasn't ever for you. Never was. Good riddance. Peace out. We got Yippity Yippity says easy five. Clint's understanding of the real estate market differentiates him from other Liberty podcasts. I would agree. And then we got, you know, Lou says it's a five from me. Clint's passion for freedom is nothing short of a force of nature. Yeah, let's go. He says his thoughts are so powerful and well articulated that he could inspire all the lions in the zoo to grow thumbs and march out of the front gates. Every American, nay, every person on earth could use a dose of Liberty Lockdown. That's right. I actually, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be great. I would love it to uh, to inspire the planet towards our, our dream future. I, all the contacts I made at uh, the two conventions I went to, I can't even tell you all the guests that I have lined up. So just trust me, uh, share the show, Subscribe, leave five-star reviews, tell your friends, because this show is taking the fuck off. Big shout-out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all.
Welcome to Liberty Lockdown Please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone But yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from And where did it go It requires a fight Not tweet from your phone Don't need a king Get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought You've always got a home The virus you're scared of Will come and it'll go The government knows Just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane You're probably wondering What's happening Scared Hollywood Left these lyrical feppin' A typo with Luke Might bring the nooses We all bite the bullet I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit Didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot But now I'm the shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic A rip for 59 Miles to ratio That black guns matter Now all these lefties Got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war But we're ready You know I be bopping And rock steady Liberty lockdown Please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone But yeah it's on hold Where did it come from And where did it go It requires a fight Not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king Get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought You've always got a home The virus you're scared of Will come and it'll go The government knows Just don't get treated like a hoe